guys, it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. We are halfway through our Lenten journey. Are you feeling the call? Do you hear or see the plans God has for you? Are you trusting in your faith and allowing yourself to develop that deeper connection with God? These are difficult times that we face right now, but have comfort in knowing that God is always with us. He has greater plans than you could ever imagine. I encourage you to persevere and continue on this journey and you will emerge strengthened. Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, day 23 of our Best Lent Ever journey and our faith formation journey. These are troubling times. They continue to be. But we also reflect on the fact that the 40 days of uh, Lent are this time where we're reflecting on our, on our lives and thinking about how we can reform or transform our lives so that we can be more like God and invite him into our lives. So we continue on the journey. We continue pushing forward despite everything else happening in our world, despite all of the difficult situations that are happening in our communities and beyond, um, and invite God into our lives so that we can have peace and knowing that all will be okay. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, this journey can tend to be long and, and scary, and uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of direction on it. But help us to trust in you that this is the journey that we are supposed to be on, that these things are happening, but you're going to invite us to join in that journey and to follow you so that we can become stronger on the other end. Help us to build that faith community. Help us to be there to support one another, but also grow in our faith and trust in you. And as we reform our lives, our whole world can be transformed, but ultimately know that we are seeking life in heaven where all will be okay and all will be better. And so help us to trust in the journey and to follow you every single day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, everyone. Today we learn about uh, St. Ber Bernard, or St. Bernard, however you want to say it. And actually, when I first read of this, it reminded me of my time when I lived uh, with my grandma in Brita, and it was St. Bernard's Church uh, that we, we would go to. And I never really knew of, of what he stood for or what he meant, um, but I really loved their huge statue of St. Bernard out front. So as I've been thinking about this, I've also been thinking about um, kind of my dedication to helping revitalize rural Iowa uh, and my main goals of doing that through my business um, and thinking about how a small community like Brita has, you know, just a few businesses um, they have the essentials that they need. They used to have a grocery store on Main Street that's no longer there. Uh, they have outdoor recreation. They have a church. Um, they no longer have the school there, but at one time they did. And so these small communities would continue to rally around one another. Um, they're there to support one another and be there for, for one another. They haven't gotten so big that they forget who their neighbors are. Um, and this is like many rural communities, but faith is the center point. Faith is the strongest point that brings them all together and unites them. And so I think about how maybe this is all being 
we're all being called to be more like that. Not necessarily that we all have to live in small communities, but how we build that community community of people who can support one another, who are like-minded in their faith, and show up for one another on a daily basis and, or weekly basis. So as we learned about uh, St. Bernard, uh, you heard in the Rediscover the Saints book how Matthew Kelly focused on his father and how his father um, was really... Um, inspirational to, to Matthew Kelly because um, he was always striving for excellence. He went from being uh, very, very poor to being successful in life because it was his constant dedication to reform um, what his life was like. And we're being called to do the same. So as I thought about that and related to that to my father, what I thought about with my father is he, had an, he has an impeccable work ethic. Um, and always has, and is always there ready to serve others. Often, maybe, to a fault, as some would say, um, but really he is, number one, dedicated to his faith. And so faith has been the cornerstone of our family and upbringing. Um, he has always been dedicated to helping to build that within us and to build that stronger each and every day. I remember as a child, you know, reading Bible and Bible verses or uh, stories each night um, and how impactful that was for me because I would begin to think about the journeys of, of those different Bible stories and the people who were in those and how they would transform their lives. <clears throat> it started at a very young age. So I invite you to do the same with your children or grandchildren. Even if you aren't there with them in person, maybe that you can Zoom or Skype or FaceTime and connect with them in a way that you could share a Bible verse with them um, here maybe daily, maybe once a week, uh, whatever suits you and, and your relationship with them. Um, but I think that shows that passing on of our faith from one another, or from generation to generation, and how dedicated we have all been um, in making sure that that continues. The other thing about my father um, is uh, his service to others. You know, that is another thing that he instilled with us, that we weren't in this world to do things just for ourselves, but to help develop our skills so that we could give those off uh, to others and to share our talents, skills, and the things that come from those uh, with others. And he was always happy for others. And my father's still alive, so I'm, I'm reflecting on my um, past and my upbringing. And so um, when I speak of the past, that's why. Um, he is still with us and still doing these things today. So he's always happy for others. He would talk to them. He would laugh with them. And he always wanted to know how things were going in their lives. Um, and, you know, we learn about in here, we like, um, it's important for us to be surrounded by people who are truly happy for us in our success. Despite um, differences or different career paths we might have or different journeys that we have through life, they're constantly happy for us, asking us how we're doing. Um, and so I think it's important that we remember that, in that we're happy and, and truly are interested in what our neighbors and friends are, are um, doing and, and their success in life. But it's always striving for greatness. So we're being called out of um, the lives that we have been living to live a life more fully connected with God. So whether, like in this story with, um, with Matthew Kelly's father, where he was being called from a blue-collar life to more of a white-collar life, that's one transition. 
Um, but that's not always the case. Blue collar workers still have uh, successful uh, careers and are still very, very vital to our daily lives. Um, the same with white collar workers. But maybe we're being called to serve in different ways. I think a couple um, lessons ago, we talked a little bit about how maybe your vocations are, are multiple. You aren't just called to one vocation. So while you're called to one thing in your career life, Maybe you're also being called to do something um, in your, your daily life, in, in your spiritual life, uh, and maybe in your community as well. So what do you sense, just like um, St. Bernard, Bernard here, what do you sense needs reforming in your life? What are the, some of those things that you need to be working on to help you draw nearer to God, to live a more uh, faith-centered life? Does it seem daunting? Does it seem scary? Does it seem that it might be too hard to reach? Know that the effort is worth it. The hard work is worth it. And that God will be there along with you to guide you on that path. God wants to collaborate with you and be part of that, um, be part of that journey with you. So I wanted to pull out just a couple of things that I identified here um, in the Rediscover the Saints book once again. So our willingness to complacently settle for mediocrity is massive. So I was thinking about this as we're being called to do more, to be more connected with our faith, or maybe it's other callings that we have in life that we're being called to share those talents and skills. Are we willing to put in the effort or are we just going to settle for mediocrity, complacency? We don't want to settle for that. We want to strive for more. We also learn that saints are lovers of excellence. They're constantly learning more about God, humanity, the church, Jesus's vision, and the spiritual practices that help them become the best version of themselves. So once again, we're being called to be more like these saints in re reforming our lives and in refreshing our lives, because in that we can find hope and greatness. Because it also says in here, change for the better is never easy, but it's also always worth it. The thing about St. Bernard is he was prepared to lay down his life for reform to make something better. Reform, renewal, transformation, and change. These are the beautiful things when they lead to something that is renewed, refreshed, and improved. So what are we being called to this day and each day to reform in our lives? I want to go back to, so the first reading today, um, I couldn't help but just think in awe that truly, once again, we are on this journey and all that's happening in our world right now has to do with God's plan, God's greater plan. All of this self-isolation and uh, separating us from the daily, um, our daily uh, calls that we have felt in the past are helping us to free time in our life to become closer to God and that transformation. It said in there, I'm about to create new heavens and earth. Things of the past should not be remembered. And rejoicing in happiness is what he creates. No longer will the weeping or crying be heard. No longer will those who hurt or struggle be struggling. So remember that when, when Jesus returns to us, he will be getting rid of all of those evils in our life and those things that seem negative. So be prepared for that. That's why we're on this Lenten journey. We never know when that time will come. It could be closer 
then we realize it could be many, many years off. We don't know. But if we're not prepared for that coming, Jesus calls us to reform our lives, become refreshed and, and, trans, uh, and renewed during this time, um, become closer to God. In the responsorial psalm, it also says, I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. So I'm, praying to, I'm praising you, Lord, for you have rescued me. So now start to think about how we can transform our lives, how we can refresh our lives and kind of refocus on God during this time. But don't forget to thank God for, um, for a allowing him to rescue us, for us to listen to his calling and to bring us closer to God. And then we move to the gospel reading. As, as is with every single Lent, we learn about Jesus's miracles throughout his life. And so in here, we learn about the fact that Jesus left Samaria for Galilee. And uh, in Jerusalem, he uh, had the feast where he was feeding many. In Cana, at the wedding, he turned water into wine. And now in Galilee, he has a sick son. So Jesus said to them, to the parents, you don't believe unless you see this physically for yourself and you see the signs. Well, then it says, go now and your son will live. And so the, as Jesus left and the parents left to go about their daily lives, the slaves came back with the son and told the parents, he has been saved. He has, he's no longer sick. And so they, they looked back at the time frame and exactly when they had talked to Jesus was when their son was healed. And so they, every one of us is constantly wanting that specific sign, that physical sign that we can actually see. Know that this might be our sign that we need, seeing our world that's transfigured and changed in, a, in an awful way. But why that's happening is so that we can realize, okay, here is your sign. And on the end of this, on the other side of this, we will become renewed and refreshed as well. We will become more like heaven and, and have that heaven on earth is what we're striving for. So this is why we're being called to renew and refresh in our lives. So after that happened with the sick son and he became healed, the whole house began to believe. And they came together once again as a community to believe in God, to praise God for all that he has done um, for them in leading them out of their sin and daily lives to become closer to him. So think about that as we enter into this new week and we have these constant reminders on a daily basis about how our life has changed. Invite God into your family and invite him into your lives so that you can be renewed and refreshed and strive for excellence. Strive for excellence in praising our Lord and be there for others as well. So as we close today, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, fill us with the love of excellence. Fill us with a hunger for excellence. And make us um, feel stronger and, and desire that need to refresh and renew in your life. Help us to become closer to you. Help us to guide our families in this, in this life as well. Help us to show up for our communities and trust in you that we will all be closer to you and to heaven and to a more perfect world, that excellence in you, not in the daily life that we are used to. Something that is new, help us forget the past. Help us to forget what has, has been in our past so that we can truly focus on you and your plans for how this new world 
will be refreshed and renewed. Dear Lord, thank you for encouraging us to be on this journey. Thank you for uh, building in our hearts the trust and confidence in you so that we can invite others along this journey as well. I pray that you continue to protect each one of us, protect all those serving on the front lines of our most basic needs, help them to have the knowledge they need and protect them in their health as well. Dear Lord, I hope that you are with each of those people that are suffering from the coronavirus today. Help give them strength to get through this or to have the trust in knowing that once they are with you, that all will be okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a wonderful day, and don't forget to become closer with your families in whatever way you're being called. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.